You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Abby. And you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30 minutes or less every week. Um, it, yes, I don't know. I feel like this week has been meh. It's the first week where I'm not going to be like, it's been crazy. Uh, you know, you're right. I, I think we've, in the Bravo world, and especially outside of the shows, we've had so much going on. Southern Charm, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Ashley did bring the drama and the crazy. But outside of that, I agree with you. Yeah. So um, let's start with the the reunion, New York. We just watched it. Um, usually, and you and I have talked about this before, usually the first episode, it's like, bam. And I felt like in the beginning, I was like, buckle up, everybody. This is going to be a ride. And the ride never really took off. I feel like I'm still sitting there and they're doing like mechanical maintenance on it or something because it didn't, I don't know. It was very underwhelming. I would agree. But I have to remember the beginning. It kind of brought me back to the beginning of the season where you and I remember talking and in our recaps where we felt like, okay, it's going to pick up. It's getting a little good. It's going to pick up. It was always entertaining, but the drama didn't really heat up until like later in the season. That's true. So I think, I mean, I think it's going to get better. I don't think Bravo would have put this out if it, if it didn't pick up. But I will say, like, you know, Dorinda starts with a dig from the beginning when they ask, are you, are you wearing Giovanni? And she's like, no, I'm wearing, and I meant to write down the designer. But it was the designer that uh, Luann had asked Carol, because Carol was friends with the designer, to get her a free dress. And she was like, well, she doesn't really give dresses out to people unless you're like Oprah. Um and so that's the designer that Dorinda was wearing. So she starts with a dig right at Lou. And I loved it. It was, she came in hot. Like she was guns a blazing. But I will say, I was actually really impressed with Lou immediately admitting that she was self-absorbed this season. And that she, she like took accountability for some of the shitty things she said, which I thought was pretty impressive. I didn't buy any of it though. It seemed ah! very, it seemed very <laughs> fake and scripted. And I think she was like, I didn't test well. People aren't liking me. The show is my livelihood, not the cabaret. And I, I got to do a good job at this reunion and get back on people's side. Well, it felt very fake to me. I'm a sucker for it. I, yeah. I was a sucker for it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> good for you, Luann. Like, I, w- I was into it a little but bit. But see, I and I will say, even from the beginning, I've never loved Luann. And I think it's because I've always kind of been biased towards Bethany. And I know there's a lot of people who aren't the biggest Bethany fans. So... I get it. I think that's what makes the show fun. We all have different people we like, but 
I mean, Luann, though, she starts going into the apology, and Bethany wants to dive right in, and Andy's like, well, we're still doing introductions. We'll get into it. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. And they did spend, I felt like, 30-ish minutes, like, half of the episode was on Bethany. How She did have a lot to talk about. Don't get me wrong. Like, a lot happened in a year in her life with the passing of Dennis, her near-death experience, the new boyfriend, but I wasn't expecting them to go at it all at one time. Well, and I almost wonder if, like, looking back, not that they regret, like, letting her tell that much of her story, but regret putting that much time into it. I'm guessing that because so much happened, it just, people kept talking, and she kept talking about it. But I will say, it wasn't, this didn't sound really insensitive, and I I completely sympathize with what she's going through, but it wasn't, like, the best drama because there really was no, there was no confrontation. There was, I mean, it was sad and we wanted to know more about it. But like you said, it was kind of just reminding us of everything she's been through. It wasn't like we learned a new side of the story. Um, other than just learning a little bit more like that, you know, Dennis had his demons. Like on Mother's Day, she said that he promised he was going to give her the best Mother's Day. And he laid in bed all day. And I, I think we can only assume maybe it was because he had done drugs or something, that, you know, previously. Um, but it wasn't like that exciting so I was really shocked that they spent like 30 minutes with her no I I agree with you I mean I I, and I completely am aligned with you and being sensitive obviously we we feel for her and she's brave to put herself out there Bethany's always been one who really lays it out mentions it all as she likes to quote herself <laughs> mention it all mention it all and she really does put it out there but usually I think with Bethany we're used to a little bit lighter content so it's it was like oh okay I'm not ready to cry. <laughs> I'm like ready to like laugh. I want yeah. Sonia. I want to talk about the makeup that Sonia had. Like I want to get into the fun stuff. So I'm hoping yeah. it gets a little more crazy. But I did, I would say when Bethany spoke about Dennis, I was really surprised that she said she wouldn't be where she's at today if he was alive. Like that had to take a lot of therapy and healing yeah. to come to that conclusion because I could I could understand how one would feel guilty saying that. I'm sure. And I'm sure there is a sense of guilt. And I think like they showed the clip where she said, the only way I got off the ride is because he died. And the therapist reminded her, it sounds like you tried to get off the ride before. Um, And so I think like maybe looking back and reflecting on it, she realized she did try to help Dennis. And I mean, unfortunately with some of these things and we see it when people are doing like talk about different, like losing someone to like, you know, heroin overdoses and just addiction in general, if someone doesn't want to get help or be helped, you can't change their life. And I think Bethany is accepting that. Um, I also thought it was like when she said, I wouldn't be where I was today without Dennis. I think maybe being in an unhealthy relationship, but being with someone who loved her so much um, opened her eyes to like how she should be treated, but also opened her eyes to maybe some warning signs for people. And that's, yeah. and that's why her current relationship is it seems like it's really good and really healthy because she's getting both like love and affection and being taken care of and being felt like she's loved and appreciated, but also then not having to maybe deal with the addiction side. Yeah. And he seems to be stable. Um, I, we talked about this several episodes ago, but I saw Bethany speak. She was in Kansas city. So check out our highlight. Paul was there. Um, he is handsome and tall. So I'm, I'm really happy for her, but I'm ready for, like, the more fun fight yeah. in the reunion. We did get a little bit of a fight towards the end, but it was too old of a fight. Like, I was yeah. over it. Also, I'm so over Giovanni. Not, like, over Dorinda, like, being mad about it because I kind of get why she's upset. But I'm just over the whole thing. And I really think, like, Luann's song coming out, I think 
no one's feeling Giovanni because we're all over it. Like, I just move on. I need a new tagline from you, Lou. Well, should we move on to Southern Charm? Yeah. <laughs> next. Let's move on. It's next. Um, Check. Yeah. So Southern Charm, what did you think? So we, like, Eliza is like, she is going to try to make this work. And she, she actually did a decent job this episode. Um, and I don't dislike Eliza. I just think Madison would be so much better TV right now. Um, what did you think that when she said that she and her cousins are going to inherit $50 million uh, worth of properties? I mean, cool. So, <laughs> well, I, a lot. Well, would you cool. like put that out there on a TV? I don't know if I would put like a number on that. I feel like now people are like going to look like, I feel like the second you say how much money you make on a reality show, people come after you like tax evasion or like fraud or you owe me money. Like look at the Just be careful how much you flaunt it, Eliza. Yeah, no, I think, I feel like in Southern culture, when people say they have, I feel like it's okay in the South, and I'm someone from the South making assumptions about the South, so (laughs) please, Southern people listening, feel free to call me out and correct me, but I feel like people know old money in the South, Yeah, you and know that they have it, so I feel like it's kind of like, I don't know, they're used to talking about it, like it's no big deal. Yeah, maybe. I did love what her mom, like her mom, like I guess is a classic Southern mom. It was a little too much for me. Give me Dale. Dale will get the tough love. It reminds Tinsley she's not married and doesn't have a kid and that, you know, Scott's not going to get a hand-stitched stocking until they're married. But um, she's, I felt like also supportive. And I'm sure Eliza's mom is. It's just, we didn't see that side. Yeah. No, agreed. So then after that moment, we had some fluff content, as I like to call it, where people go work out. I feel like every, every um, Bravo show at least has one episode where they're working out. And this time it was bar method. I got a little too much enjoyment watching Austin suffer through bar method. I thought it was hysterical. Have you ever done bar? Yes. It's, and it's, it's hard. It's so hard. But one of my favorite things is, so I'm not the best at it. I mean, I, I, oh, me when I did it more consistently, I got weird. The more you do something, the better you get at it. But one of my favorite like memories is this woman was like pregnant and I, she convinced her husband to come. And I think it's more just, she like kind of was like, I don't know. She just needed that support. Yeah. Angry. Like, yeah. Like I want to keep, I want to keep working out, but I'm freaking uncomfortable and I'm pregnant. So, you know, just come to my bar class. And so, I mean, you're in pain. Like, it's like, you would think for not moving a lot and light weights. You're like, how can my like body hurt this much? But it's like small little movements and you never get a break and your muscles just start shaking. And not only was this man visibly shaking, like (laughs) arms, legs, whole body, but just the pain in his face. And so I was like having like hilarious flashbacks to that watching Austin attempt to do it. I do. It was pretty funny. Um, But yeah, that was, I mean, it was maybe one of my like more favorite workout moments because usually it's them like pretending like they've been working out. And then they're just sitting down, like stretching. Being like, oh, that was a good workout. Now, let's, I, you know, it's, it's so fake, but that was real. I feel like at BravoCon, they need to have a section where it's like all the Bravo workouts. Oh my gosh, that would be really good. And then Wouldn't I want that be so what funny. What if Dorinda led a jazzercise class? Oh my God, that would be amazing. I would love it. I, I hope she does. I'm getting really excited now. Um, not that I wasn't already excited for this event that we know nothing about other than <laughs> we're, yes. that we're going. Um, yes, people, we still haven't heard anything, just as a side note, um, before we get back to Southern Charm, but we'll let you know as soon as we hear something about BravoCon. As far as we know, it's still happening. It's happening the weekend of November 15th, 16th, 17th, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes. Um, and they haven't released anything yet. So come on, Bravo. Anyhow. Um, yeah. So back to Southern Charm, though. 
What do you think of Shep with little Craig or Craig the dog? I mean, it's cute. I think I'm just over Shep this season, and I'm just over him. So he, so you know, he just fine. can't win. You're done. Yeah. I'm ca- yeah, I'm just kind of over Shep. How about you? Um, I thought it was a little bit, like, endearing, but I will say, like, I'm kind of over him thinking – he kind of thinks, like, he is – I don't want to say like the cam of the group, but like he kind of does like everybody loves cam. She can do like quirky, weird things and everyone still loves her. If she messes up and, and apologizes, it, she does it in a sincere, genuine way. Like what she was doing with um, Catherine, but uh, at the, like the reunion when she said like, now that I'm a mom, I, I see things differently. And she apologized to her. It was really sweet, but I mean, Shep is not cam. And so I feel like he just acts like he can do no wrong. And he, he's clearly annoying a lot of people. But um, my favorite male on this show will forever be Craig. And, I mean, we did a meme about it. But you're, I mean, I noticed you made a note about it, too. I mean, Craig just delivered the best line ever when Ashley all of a sudden shows up at this skeet shooting event at Eliza's plantation. And I, you have to explain it because I know it's your favorite thing. Uh, it was my favorite thing. So, in true, we've all experienced this moment where you see someone and you immediately your face like turns blank and you're like oh shit what do I do I want to hide I don't want to talk to this person we all have this moment so Eliza for whatever reason I think to probably stay on the show because she's irrelevant gets Ashley to come to this ski shooting and I actually think the producers did not tell the cast because I felt like their reactions were very genuine and they were very very caught off guard hence these brilliant reactions but it was like it was like a domino effect of facial reactions like Naomi's like I have to go to the bathroom I'm gonna throw up everyone's like oh shit um why do I always forget her name um Chelsea had this moment like oh my god and then Craig like so Shep of course and this is probably one of the many reasons why I'm not into him this season but he like welcomes the drama with open arms he gives her a big hug hey Ash meet my cousin big hug yeah he's like yeah meet my cousin how you doing and Craig immediately like darts past her like avoids eye contact and goes to the catering table and is like I'm just gonna pretend to talk to you guys and he's like this is a really cool setup I while lo- watching the drama unfold from afar I love that he even said to them like I'm gonna pretend like I'm talking to you guys because I'm sure they're like why is this man just coming over to talk like he's clearly not getting food I thought it was uh pretty funny I agree I don't think the cats knew because I think the, their reactions did seem genuine. And I, you can tell if something's staged and someone's darting away because it just, it just doesn't feel as natural. Um, I do think that Ashley might've been coached or had a producer tell her like what to do and say. And I think she was trying to remember the script because as she was talking to people, it was like, she was fumbling in her own lies. She's like, well, I did do that, but let's not get caught up in the past. And like, you said this a week ago. And like, oh, yeah. you know, it was like, she, like, I think she had lines that she either ran with somebody or kind of thought on her own and practiced and like she was trying to stick to the story and it was like it she just honestly seemed like delusional she didn't even make sense I think she had a moment you know that moment where every reality tv star becomes too aware of being on camera yeah where like everything they say like doesn't feel as real as it usually did or in the past when it's the earlier seasons of a show I feel like that happened to Ashley like she knew she had an awful season She's, like, thinking in her head, I have all these lines. I'm going to take all these bitches down or I'm going to try to make amends and disassociate myself from Thomas when she did the complete opposite. 
It was entertaining to watch, though. Like, it I, was. I had laughs. Like, literally every cast member, like, went head-to-head to her in, like, a five-minute time span, it felt like. And I felt, I loved that, like, none of them, like, backed down. Like, she was, like, trying to kind of be friends with them, and they're like, we can't be friends. I'm sorry. Like, you know, and then, like, even Cam's like, you just tweeted that we were all losers. Like, why are you even trying to be our friend? Like, it was, it was one of those moments where it's like, you know, in your head, you're like, I wish I could say these to someone, but I just don't have the balls to do it. And all of them have the balls to do it. It was pretty great. It was great. How, what did you, how did you think Whitney handled himself with how Ashley spoke about Miss Patricia? I think he did a good job because I think he defended his mom right off the start and then quickly realized that, like, as she started spiraling and saying things like, you know, your mom made my life miserable and she did all these things, other things to me. And, like, I forgot what else she said, something that was, like, clearly seemed kind of outrageous. And he was just kind of like, okay, like, let it go. Because I think he realized there was no sense in trying to, like, talk reasonably to somebody that was just so irrational. Oh, yeah. No, I thought he handled himself really well. I actually really, Austin was my favorite head-to-head with um, Ashley. It's pretty good. I just like that he said, sounds pretty on brand when he was insulting her. That, like, cracked me up. And his, like, Muppet mouth, like, it just made me laugh. (laughs) I did, like, how she's like, I don't even want to talk to you, though. She, like, immediately dismissed him. I was like, oh, poor Austin. Yes. Oh, poor Austin. Before we move on from Southern Charm, though, I wanted to get your thoughts on Naomi and Craig and then Naomi on the vacation with her ex. So there's been some tea that we posted about on our um, Instagram stories and we've heard from a reliable source that Matul um, has been making out all across uh, Charleston with her so I will say like I felt like everybody was like oh Craig's just not over her and that's why he's saying these things and I want to remind everyone like you're not a Craig fan and I know I am so this is why I'm always coming to a side but Craig tends to say things that no one believes until two to three seasons later. He said to everyone that Thomas was really manipulative with Catherine, and that was part of the issue. We found that out to be true. He taught, said that Whitney all along has been in love with Catherine, and that's why he you know, kind of despised her so much when she was with Thomas. Also true. And he says that he doesn't – he told Cam that he believes that Naomi and Matul are not in a healthy relationship, and she's not as happy as she seems – And after he said that and I saw these allegations, I started like reflecting back on their relationship. And I think it's also true because she said, ultimately, we found out that the reason why she wouldn't go on the trip had nothing to do with Craig. It's because Matul didn't want her to go with an ex. And they both Shep and Cam even said, well, that's kind of weird that he's making those decisions for you. Like you didn't say, well, I want to go with my other friends. He's one of those eight friends going. Um, And I would also add, if you don't want her hanging around, an ex then she should either leave the show or you shouldn't be in a relationship because obviously they're going to have to see each other they're that's part of like what they're part of the gang yeah but what did you think I mean I agree I I think those allegations are true I think anyone I'm always suspicious of anyone in a relationship that constantly talks about how happy they are yeah like because I you're convincing yourself almost exactly it just feels fake like I think about it's like the people on social media who like constantly will post pictures of themselves and how happy they are in their relationship and all that stuff. When I feel like when you're trying to so hard to give that appearance, it's like covering up something else. I hope like, truly, I hope he's really not cheating on her, but I kind of believe this tea and we've heard it from a couple different people. We had someone else slide into our DMS about be living in Charleston and how a lot of them are not (laughs) faithful. faithful. So I, I think there's, 
truth to it. I think where there's smoke, there's fire. So I'm interested to see if this will become a plot line in the coming next next season. But um, yeah, I mean, I, someone's going to have to bring it up. That's the thing. I wonder if it would ever come up. Craig would be the only person I feel like would ever like light this on fire. Well, they haven't um, done the reunion yet. So, I mean, I'm wondering if it looks like they're still together present day, but they could possibly break up by the reunion. Very good point. And we also posted this to our stories. I almost forgot about this because it relates to Trashly. But Trashly went on a rant. Oh, my God. Um, dissing Miss Patricia and how basically Miss Patricia is like accusing Thomas, like the reason why Thomas is being going to jail or um, got charged with rape or something like that. It, it just is kind of weird to me because like, okay, I could see like if you're like maybe saying that somehow she thinks Miss Patricia was like conspiring with people to say that um, like these women felt like he was inappropriate or something, but I don't think you can, and maybe I'm wrong. You can convince someone to lie about being raped and then get other people to also say that he was inappropriate oh, yeah. with them. Like, yeah. I don't think Miss Patricia has, she has got a lot of pull in Charleston. But I don't know if she's got that much to tell oh, somebody no. to say you were raped. And it, oh, no. I don't think she That's ever would. She's a, a way classier woman than that. Oh, hell no. I mean, why would you do No, she would not. And I think just goes to show how fucking crazy Ashley she's not. is. She but is not. The next week's the trip. So I'm sure we're going to get some good stuff here. I love Chelsea's insults. I love a good Chelsea man fight. I need to. Ooh, I just wish it wasn't Craig. I know, but I'm gonna enjoy it. It's gonna be good. <laughs> um, so, jumping over to Beverly Hills, I um, I'm probably getting a little bit ahead of myself, but did you know PK had another kid? No, no idea. Like that was like slid in there like very casually. Absolutely no idea. Like, I've got my daughter, and I was, we're like, what? And then they show randomly show a picture of them. There's been no other mention. I hope that gets brought up on the. Reunion because I mean there's been never any mention of him having another kid and I have to wonder was he married before I mean I know he's quite a bit older than Dorit so there's that you know it could be true I just think it's weird it was never brought up well should we just talk about the PK and Dorit like this came out today all their legal issues I mean yeah because I think other than it's like kind of time meal that's all covered with Beverly Hills. So I'm going to butcher this because I'm always terrible with things with the law. So help me out here. But as we've watched throughout the season, we've all heard these rumors about PK and Dorit having legal issues. It's never come up on the show, but it's come up behind the scenes. There was a video released about um, Camille got confronted in the Bahamas. There's been a lot, a lot of chatter in the Bravo world about PK and Dorit owing money. So finally Camille freaking Camille who saved season nine the last episode confronts Dorit about it whether it was right or not that's up for you to decide but <laughs> we all enjoyed I had my popcorn ready it was good tv and really entertaining to watch so it came out today that their accounts are frozen yeah over a lawsuit and then there's been a couple lawsuits so there's one lawsuit um with Beverly Beach where um, a lender or someone like who is um, a lender to the brand, uh, yeah. I just want to call it an investor, but I don't know if that's really the right title for it, never got paid back. I feel like the theme that I'm hearing in all these legal uh, lawsuits that they have is that they're lo- 
um, being lent money, but never paying the people back. It is. I mean, whether, so like you hear one story and you, and then you see two different sides. Like Dorit said that the person was merely a vendor. They weren't really like an investor that she didn't owe them money and, and stuff like that. But to hear it like different instances over the years of times where they have been lent money through like businesses and not paid them back. It does seem to be that there's got to be some truth to this. And the fact that you don't get your, your, your bank account isn't frozen if it's just off of hearsay. So there's has to have been something that was presented, some sort of evidence or, you know, documentation um, to make their bank accounts frozen. Yes. So I'm curious to see how this unfolds. And I was listening to Mixing with Moni, which Moni is one of our favorite, love favorite, follow- love her. And she kind of brought up, um, she was talking with Jess from the Real Housewife of the West Side, and they were talking about this, and they compared PK and Dorit to Joe and Teresa. Like, they're going to be the next Joe and Teresa. And I was, I thought that was a very good comparison, and I could totally see it. But I don't think they would handle it and own up to it. No. Granted, Teresa and Joe never really owned up to it until they had to go to jail. Yeah. So. And they were still in denial until, but... like, the day they went. But, I mean, I agree. I think it'd be a different, it'd be a different approach. You, Most definitely. Do you think this is why they're selling their house? Because they need the money? I mean, I don't know why. I don't think it's the yard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the hill? <laughs> I don't think it's the yard. I mean, I think they need money. I, I don't know. I It's very interesting. It would be a hell of a lot more interesting if they actually t- addressed it on the show. I mean, it's going to have to come up on the reunion because Camille brought it up. So it's going to be discussed. And I'm sure some of this, I mean... The fact that the accounts have been frozen, that wasn't, you know, information available at the time of the reunion. But I'm sure it's going to come up. Another thing that's going to come up is obviously just Camille's, like, rant. It was really odd to me that she kept saying, I'm so overwhelmed right now. And I, she lost her assistant, and I'm sure that's really sad. But let's, like, take a moment to think about that sentence. She lost her assistant. It was an employee of hers. And I, I get that you get close to those people but I mean, Lisa Rinna even said, she's like, I lost my freaking dad and nobody was really giving me a break. Like you don't, this group doesn't give people passes. I mean, LVP lost her brother and people didn't seem to really care. So I don't, I think it's kind of ironic that Camille thinks she gets a pass because she lost her assistant. And then, I mean, yeah, Camille, here's the thing why I like kind of love Camille because she has lacked so much self-awareness that it's like so entertaining to watch. Yeah. She just has such a sense of entitlement, but at this weird party this weird themed party which was the future but i felt like it came across terribly personally um at the agency camille like came in hot like on a 10 with people like there was no hello no like kisses no no small talk like she basically was like okay let me open my can of whoop ass on teddy let me open my can of this on this person like she just like was like check 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 i mean she even went after denise and i love denise kind of was like don't because she's like back off and she's like no you back off like I mean Denise got very assertive um yeah I mean Kim I don't know I think like it's weird because even Kyle was saying like after the dinner they show the clip they're all hugging and they're like okay we're good we're fine and you knew they really weren't I mean obviously Dorit's still upset about this and Camille's gonna bring it up again but I mean Camille just went after everyone I I don't think there's one person that didn't maybe Erica Jane yeah, I think Erica Jane might have survived. Because she did go after Rinna a little bit. Um, yeah. Although Rinna- Teddy was my favorite, yeah. honestly. The Teddy conference. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it down. I was like, whoa. 
her lines are just something. Oh, it was so good. And then she's like holding her husband's hand, like, thank you so much for supporting me. I mean, they just all attacked me and I won't stand for that. And like, it's, it's hard to attack someone when you go in yelling at them. Like, they're not just going to stand there and be like, oh, Camille, you are right. Let me give you a hug. Like, people are going to defend themselves. And more often than not, if you raise your voice to someone, they're going to raise it right back to you. And I think it's classic Camille. I think Camille is one of those people, because she's done it in other, I can't think of an example right now, but I know she's done it. There's been other scenarios where she's had a fight. They, she, you think it's peachy keen. And then she processes. I feel like she's a processor. Yeah. And then, like, lets other people in her circle get in her head and was like, that is really shitty. You should, you know, like, kind of build up her confidence again. And then she goes at it at people. Like, there's no, yeah. there's no, like, one, five. It's, like, all time. Yeah. Like, there's no calm. Well, maybe she's not it. over Dorit calling her see you next Tuesday. Oh, maybe not. I mean... I don't know. But I mean, that was really like the pinnacle. What was really weird is so they have this party and typically it ends and then we see everyone's like pictures and they're like, here's where everyone's at today. And it's kind of like, you know, sarcastic and funny. And instead this time we had this really weird six months later, they're all eating lunch at Kyle's. It was so like fake and scripted. They're like cheersing. They're like, yeah, the future is ours. The best is yet to come. Like, it was so fake. So fake and cheesy. And then what was even more odd to me is then Camille and LVP are chatting. And it's in Vegas with Camille being there for LVP's party. The only reason why I think it's odd, I don't think it's odd she's there. I think it's odd that she later then tweeted because LVP's like, I just saw the episodes where Camille made fun of my teeth. She doesn't really like me that much. Why is she saying these things? Why did she come to Vegas? And Camille goes, I only came because I'm friends with Kimber. And Kimber had a bunny. Was it a bunny? I think it's a bunny. I think it's funnier that it's bunny. So let's say it's a bunny. I think it, it was, was an a, animal. It was some sort of animal. <laughs> but um, I mean, clearly Camille was there for LVP. Like the whole thing, I'm like, this is so weird. Like Camille makes no sense. Oh, no sense at all. It was so fake. I feel like it's all the producers backpedaling because LVP just straight up left the show and they had no nothing. Like yeah. I feel like the conclusion, like they needed a they needed a pretty bow to end the season and there wasn't that. Yeah. Like I felt like the agency party was supposed to be that, but it was lame. I mean, it was lame. And Camille, even though she came in hot, they, it was like a nice little apology and it was it. And I think it was their way to bring in LVP, like to yeah. end LVP story. So she didn't really come back other than the little, uh, I mean, little Caesars, <laughs> Caesars, Caesars palace. We did get this weird, picture of lvp just standing on like over like the top of her property like on the top of a hill oh, standing yeah. <laughs> there with like the wind perfectly blowing and she's drinking tea just looking out like pondering life i'm like this is so it's a pharmaceutical ad it, like, yeah it, it was like a b-roll for a pharmaceutical i ad. mean a, a pharmaceutical company should use it but um they should i, I just i was like oh this is it was just so off like the normal path for Bravo and it was so fake and so scripted and I really wish they would have just nixed the whole thing. Oh, me too. They should have nixed it. We can see it right through as fans. Like they clearly like brought up LVP in like the fakest way to kind of end her last season yeah. and last episode ever and I think LVP probably screwed the producers over by refusing because she refused to film. She probably only was like, well, I will only film if you're going to pimp out my new yeah. Vegas restaurant, which they hardly use. They use the footage actually more than she. Yeah, she claimed. made it sound like they like made it sound like made it seem like she didn't even open another restaurant. And they definitely showed some of it. But I mean, no one else was there. What was there to show? And then the weird ass video that um, 
pump tweeted yeah about the pump has left the building like the, it was like a um you know those montages on the Oscars yeah. when someone passes? Like, yeah. that's what it felt like. The in in memoriam. Mar- I can never say yes. it. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Memoriam. Memoriam, yes. Um, well, RIP LVP on Bravo, RIP Mila on Below Deck. But yes, we, I think we're going to start seeing the drama pick up. I'm kind of glad that Mila's gone because now some new blood's coming in, but it's not another new chef. Yeah. Were you expecting that? I was not expecting that, but I'm excited that Anastasia is going to be the chef. We actually know someone um, who went, um, had a a private boat. I don't even want to get I, I guess it's a yacht. Private, I mean, they spent the night. It's like yeah. a chartered yacht, but it was small. It wasn't like. A smaller, it was yeah. a smaller group, but Anastasia was on it. So there were converse, there was some chatter out there about whether Anastasia has, was a chef all along or um, whether or not she is truly a stewardess. And she was on this boat. She was a stewardess. She was a stew. Yeah. So, and she, I think she even said like she dated a chef and that's kind of where she learned how to do it. And that when you're on smaller boats, everybody chips in. And I think our friend said that there was only like three people that were the staff. There was a deckhand, a stew, a chef. Oh, and then like the captain, of course. But that was it. So when, you know, when we watch it on below deck and we see that there's, you know, a bosun and like three or four deck hands and there's a chief stew and two other stews. Um, you know, it's, that's maybe not the typical norm. And so I think she probably did have to wear many hats. Um, and I don't think she, yes. I don't think this was planned all along. I don't think she was a chef from the beginning and this was the plan. Cause she was a good chief, a good stew. Agreed. I agreed. But of course, like why would you stay third stew when you can be chef? Yeah. So like good for her. I actually, while they're in cans, I visited Cannes. And the bar that they went to at the end and um, the Pint House, I was there on my last night um, in Cannes. Uh, so I felt really cool for two seconds <laughs> that I drank beers at the same place as they did and did shots at the same place as they did. So that was that was fun. What do you think about the new <laughs> stew? Um, we don't know. We don't know her yet. Well, we saw previews, didn't we? Yeah, kind of. I, I mean, think she's going to just blacked it out. I was still like yeah. enthralled with the Queen of Versailles. I think, oh there. my God. Like, <laughs> can we even talk about that? That's... I mean, I don't, <laughs> that's what I was like focused on. Um, it was so, it was just so ridiculous. That's what, like all I can say. Like, it was just, I mean, it was great TV, but you were just watching it and like, I was cringing. It was so awkward. Yeah, that was really awkward. But the next couple episodes look really, really good. Um, but um, what was I going to say? I think the stew's going to bring a lot of drama. Oh, yeah. It's going to pick up. It's going to pick up now um, that Mila's gone, I'm, which I'm really happy about. Um, but So we will pick this up um, a week from today with our normal wow, recording. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> that just kind of fell in my lap. I was kind of proud of myself. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Um, if you enjoyed listening to us and you don't subscribe already, Please do so um, if you have been subscribing and you haven't done so yet. Also, give us a five-star review and leave a rating. Um, we so appreciate it. We um, have been kind of uh, moving up and down a couple spots on the rankings, and um, you giving us a, a higher rating in a review just helps us become more discoverable to others and means the world to us. Um, and also, it really does make our day when we get followers on Instagram. We it really does matter. We watch it and it's really exciting. So please, if you're not following us um, on Instagram, we are at real moms of Bravo. Um, aside from making our day, you're going to learn 
a lot about the daily drama of Bravo. Um, sometimes things happen outside of filming. Majority of the times it does. And so we like to be uh, a good source of the latest Bravo gossip for you. Um, and oh my God, I went right into the outro and we forgot to do our shout out. Yeah. So speaking of, <laughs> so speaking of Instagram, um, we want to give our shout out, as you saw on our stories, uh, to Miss Lisa Renna. It is her birthday. She Woo! is... I mean, she is just iconic, as she says it herself. She's got iconic hair. Um, and she also, I think it's really cool, like, as we started doing this, there are certain housewives that will comment, share, like, and even kind of, like, you know, message you semi. It's not like we're, like, texting Lisa Rinna. But she is one of those that actually really supports the other Bravo people out there and I think really appreciates all of the fans. So we want to give our shout-out to the iconic Lisa Rinna. Wow. I feel like we should end it right there. All right. Well, we will catch you next week. Is your daily grind getting you down? A Thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful soothing jets and all your stress seems to melt away. Like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better too. Call 877-861-4672 now. And for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment.